Welcome to the RC Noob Podcast. My name is Tim Gluth. Thanks for listening. And I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Howard. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Josh. It's uh, been a while. I had to fly solo last time, which was totally fine. And got a little rambly at the end of the episode. but uh, It happens. I'm sorry about it, that. It, it happens. Yeah, we passionate about the hobby. We'll just keep things at that. <laughs> But uh, we've got a great show, as always, uh, planned for everybody tonight, and um, let's uh, cut right to the chase. Josh, what's in your garage? Well, I haven't gotten anything uh, new lately, but I have broken out the uh, the crawler a little bit more, the um, Red Cat Racing crawler, okay. and I had an opportunity to uh, charge the batteries up a little bit more and, uh, let's say, durability test it um, okay. a bit. Uh one of my friends brought his son over, who's probably, I don't know, he's probably around 10 years old. And I just was thinking to myself, you know, if I let him take the slash out, it's probably a little fast because he's used to playing with something like Newbright, like what your boys have. Yeah. And uh, um, I just was like, you know, I'm going to throw this out there and let him play with it and see what happens. Well, Things were going great. Ten minutes in, uh, one of the screws came out of the shock mounts, and the screws are pretty tiny for those. I mean, this is really yeah. what what separates a a hundred percent true hobby grade from something like the Red Cat Racing. Is like, yes, the screw that they used was sufficient for most everything, but it mm-hmm. it's a very fine thread screw. And it's not overly large, so there's not a lot of surface area to actually help hold that screw in the chassis itself. So, you know, not having very much time, wanted him to still play with it. I just simply found a small enough zip tie, zip tied the uh, shock back to the mount, and uh, he just went out and played with it till the battery died. So that wow. was uh, that's really about all that I've done. I've gotten. I've gotten uh, the slash out, but just to kind of clean it a little bit and move stuff around on shelves and uh, whatnot. As as I've told you several times before, I've I've uh, I've collected a little bit too much. I'm, the, I'm currently kind of in the process of uh, going through what I have. Sure, sure. I well, I was able to get um, I got my crawler out too. Uh, I'm trying to think when now. <laughs> Maybe it was like a month ago. And uh, actually had it out at my parents' place, and they've got a bunch of natural obstacles. So my older son and I had fun driving it up a, a gravel hill and uh, actually posted a video on the website about that. He was able to get it up and over the hill, whereas I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> so yeah. He, he, he schooled me there. He did, uh, he did a pretty good job. He did. I was impressed. I when was in doubt, flat out is. Uh, yep. <laughs> they say. So he did a really good job there, um, and we took it to a couple rock piles, and it it did a, I thought a beautiful job getting up and and over and around rocks, and took it onto a little beach area by a pond, and it took sand with no problem. Uh, so I was just really impressed with that, and then that, we talked you know quite a bit about. Um, what can we do in the stock configuration mm-hmm. 
to still in, enhance the improve the performance and make it you know just make it a little bit more well-rounded machine and you'd suggested removing the foams um, from the tires so i did that to the front tires um and i you 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 have wisdom, sir. Um, <laughs> pulling the foams out is almost like throwing a whole new set of tires on there. It the amount of flex that the stock tires have is amazing when there's nothing else holding them up. You know, oh yeah, making them, making them rigid. Well, they are they are a little the tires on that are a little more flexible than like let's say uh, most consumer grade RCs, but like I've dealt with New Bright. Uh, rock crawlers before and Mysto and a lot of these uh, a lot of these other uh, companies and the one weak point has always been getting soft enough tires or uh, usually the they just they don't want to conform very well so if there's anything inside like a foam usually you can pull that out because they're not they're not like a normal hobby style foam inside there. Um, so they don't do the job properly of really keeping the rubber on the surface. So whenever you pull that out, the tires tend to conform a little bit better. And the other trick that I found too was to actually cut little little sipes, little slices in the tread blocks of the tires so that they conform even better. But uh, that's usually that's usually a worst case scenario when the when the rubber's way way too uh, hard. That's great that it worked for you. Yeah, no, I, I I'm uh, now I'm contemplating doing it to all four, uh, and I might actually do that. Oh, it's totally worth um, it. Yeah, I, I'd also looked at star cutting the foams. I'm holding off on that for now. Um, there's just too much looks like math or something involved that I don't really have the patience for at this point in time. To be honest um, with you, I I don't think. Not like with those foams specifically, yeah. Because they, I mean, they seem like foam that you would find in a old foam mattress or something like that. They don't really seem to be a good foam. It's, like it's an it, RC it's foam. It is a rigid foam. It's a it's a rigid. And it seems really porous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, more so than you know, other foams that I've seen just through packaging. It's it, it just seems like an odd choice, but you know, it it's. It is an entry level crawler, so I, I can't complain. Oh yeah, and then, like you've said in in previous podcasts, your shock placement locations, as well as uh, anything that you can do to adjust points of articulation and whatnot, that mm-hmm. that combined with taking the foams out, really really helps to improve the performance of it, and you've you essentially spent no money whatsoever. But once again, I will remind everybody, check your screws constantly <laughs> because something will uh, will fall out if you're not paying attention. Yes. Yeah. And as I, I was telling you earlier, uh, check your uh, check your shock shaft <laughs> to make sure that's fully threaded too because I had a shock issue a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe two minutes in, one of my sons was taking it down an embankment and was looking at the thing kind of cockeyed. I'm like, that doesn't look right. It's really droopy on that one side. Mm-hmm. And, and for whatever reason, a shock had unthreaded itself, and that was not really a fun, not really a fun thing to fix. But 
it was fixable, but just, you know, make sure everything's tight before you take it out. Oh yeah. And I mean, see that, that definitely was the difference when, uh, when I was racing more, cause you, you absolutely had to check your vehicle before every heat of every race. But when you're, when you're bashing or just playing outside, sometimes it's a, a more of amount of time before you get to playing with your RC again or driving it. And when that's the case, a lot of times you're just more interested in driving it than checking it over. So right. uh, don't get in too big of a hurry or, you know, take a look at it whenever you've got the battery on the charger. Yeah. Good, good advice. Good advice. Um, so anything else new or updated or? Oh, not, uh, not really. Just, uh, I've, like I said, I've been, I've been going through the stuff that I have because I have so much of it. I have a lot of consumer grade, uh, like vintage RCs. Okay. Um, that I just have been collecting. Some of them are still in the box with with the original for sales tags on them. But we're talking wow. stuff like from our childhood that I've found, uh, and I'm just kind of collecting it because uh, I still think that those ideas are valid today as as an RC car designer, and uh, I, I'm some of the stuff that I don't play with that's meant to be played with. I've, uh, I've absolutely have went through and kind of marked for, marked for eBay. And like this week I was telling you, I, uh, I had a team edition graphite chassis RC 10 that wasn't in the greatest of shape, but it ran pretty well. It wasn't completely used up and I ended up selling that to, to somebody down in Ohio um, for a few bucks just to kind of make sure it went to a good home and free up a little bit more space on my shelf. Cause I mean, I have boxes upon boxes and I have bodies that both I have designed and that I have gotten because I want to put them on a rock crawler or, you know, had them for racing purposes, but now I don't race and, I just have stuff everywhere. So I'm just going through and trying to kind of condense a little bit. But I mean, I am hoping to get to a point where uh, I'm not condensing anymore. And uh, I am, I, w- I will be looking to expand slightly, not quite to this level, but uh, I will be looking to, to get something new hopefully in the future. Yeah. Well, that's. You know, we when you're looking to get in, when somebody wants to get into this hobby, mm-hmm. and I think people kind of stu- suffer from sticker shock. Oh, um, totally. Especially when you, and and I'm trying not to make this seem like it's the a terrible thing, but when you make the jump from consumer grade to hobby grade, consumer grade you can get away with paying twenty bucks for a decent machine okay but it's going to be slow it's not going to have the performance it's going to break easily you know but then when you make that jump to a few hundred dollars in a and even an entry level hobby grade machine that's that's sticker shock i had that sticker shock two years ago 
walking down the aisle of a, my local hobby shop, it's like, oh, I'm not sure I really want to get into this thing because it's that's a ton of money. And then what if things break? And then, you know, I went through 800 scenarios. I walked out with something at the end of the day. But I went through so many different things. It's like, well, maybe I don't want to get what I had originally had my mind set on. Maybe I get something that's less expensive, but I really don't like the style of that vehicle or, or you know, I don't like certain things about it. So if, if someone's looking to get into the hobby, would you suggest checking eBay, getting a used vehicle, checking Craigslist as a, a good alternative? Absolutely. I mean, the great thing about eBay is just the sheer numbers available of uh, of different vehicles as well as parts if you need a, a certain part. But the problem with buying used on eBay is it is buyer beware because right. even though somebody can post a lot of pictures of something, you still don't know uh, like electronics, you don't know if they necessarily work properly. If there's, if they may be glitchy, uh, you, you just you just really don't know. I mean, uh, the best the best place that I always tell people to start would be eBay, but I would also look on someplace like Craigslist. Um, Craigslist is really better if you're not so picky um just because at least in this general area it seems like there's a whole variety of things but there's not a whole lot of the same thing and so if there's something that you want like let's say you want a slash um then there's probably maybe two slashes on there at any given time and the people are just gonna kind of ask whatever they want for them and it's the same thing with, uh, well, really with anything Tamaya. Uh, that stuff just kind of goes pretty quick unless it's just a very, very basic item. So um, I recommend Craigslist. Craigslist is a lot better for people who aren't choosy. Um, and you can you can always look at that stuff in person too before you you know slap down your money. Um, but uh, I, I think you were taught. You were telling me that you also cruised a lot of the forums too, and were seeing people uh, in for sale forums uh, uh, selling stuff. Yeah, no, that the um, I want to say it was the RC Tech forum specifically, where I, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of things for sale. RCCrawler.com has a lot of uh, people trying to unload stuff. Um, those are those are both really good. Uh, yeah. It's it's sort of the the same problem that you have on eBay that you can't look at stuff in person. Um, but whereas on eBay you have sort of a feedback where you can know what other people's experiences are with the person. A lot of times, I mean, RC Tech does have a little bit of a, a feedback system where you can tell if somebody has sold stuff and gotten uh, good feedback on it but it's not it's not as in-depth as ebay i guess you could say and so you it is a little bit buyer beware um on rc tech but it, i have personally sold stuff on there so i okay. i do know that it works and it is it is good and the best thing is 
if you're looking for something very specific, that's the best place to look for it is either okay. in a forum or, uh, like I said, on eBay because chances are the person right down the road isn't necessarily going to have it. And uh, like you said, Sticker Shock is it's pretty huge uh, yeah. for buying something new. So getting into a used vehicle, even if even if it doesn't, uh, even if it has a few problems, as long as you don't overspend on it, you should be able to kind of work out the uh, work out the kinks in it. Right, and it it gets you in, you know, at a relatively low cost. You know, it, to a point where you can get out with the vehicle, if you have to make some adjustments to it and and put throw some small funds into it to get parts, you know, that's fine. But really, you can you can get a better feel for you know do is this is this a hobby that I want to really invest in that I want to stick it stick money into stick around in, mm-hmm. or do I think I'm just going to run this thing once and not you know put it back on the shelf and leave it there? Um, so I you know I think buying Although I haven't done it, I think buying uh, used is a great opportunity for people looking to get into the hobby. Oh, absolutely! Uh, and it, and by and the great thing about buying used to, like you said, is if you decide that you want to go into a new realm of the hobby, uh, you can immediately jump in it without the large investment, and you can spend that extra money on stuff like upgrades and electronics and a better battery pack or new tires and and things of that nature but there is a general rule of thumb that i try to follow which is when you're buying something that's used is whatever the condition of the vehicle is i really try to take that into account um as far as like depreciation goes in your own head but sure whatever mods that they have on if those mods have been used at all i i typically try to say that they're only worth about half of what they were originally paid for because you don't know how much wear and tear there is on there unless it's something that you can that you can visibly see like brushless motors don't always wear out quite so fast uh rpm arms things like that that you can see really easily uh, it just really, a lot of it depends on how how good the listing is, whether it's Craigslist or RC Tech or uh, the Rock Crawler Forum or even on eBay, like how many pictures they have, how detailed they are. Because really, knowing that you got a good deal before it comes to you is 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 the biggest thing. But you don't want to necessarily spend too much money. You don't want to end up spending a new price on something that's hopped up, that's used up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Great. Uh, I'm glad you threw that in there. Because I've going back when I after I bought my slash, it's like oh I'll just check Craigslist to see what else is out there because I think my kids might be interested in something like that. And my hope was to get something very inexpensively mm-hmm. uh, that, that that they could get into. Uh, I wouldn't have to spend a ton of money. And, you know, I, I saw a lot of hopped up vehicles out there and, and the cost or the prices on them was very similar to what I paid for a new 
in-box vehicle. Now, granted, I didn't know all the all the ins and outs of what they had added to it, but still, I guess in my mind, if you're going to add all this stuff to an RC vehicle, you're going to use it. You know, you're going to get some wear and tear, and you're you're going to put some mileage on those upgrades. So, like you said, you're not getting they're not new upgrades necessarily. They're it, it's a used package all the way around. Oh, absolutely. So I, I mean, it's 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 a lot like buying a real car. You just you don't know who's you don't know the craftsmanship and the attention to detail that the person previously has put into it when they've done the modification. And so, unless you're buying from a friend, you just you know you got to be cautious and you you, you don't want to spend too much because it would be much better to buy something that was that was brand new that you could start from a baseline with uh, and kind of work the kinks out of it that, that way of, Oh, well, I already know that this specific part has, it will get more wear and tear in the long run. And so I will go ahead and replace that before I even run it um, versus buying somebody's that, I mean, they may have, they have may have broken that arm I don't know, four or five times doing something really ridiculous. And it's not just the the arm that has suffered the strain of an impact, but it could be um, where the arm mounts at, like a caster block, steering component, uh, the servos, all that stuff. I mean, when it, when you get into an accident in an RC vehicle, it is a lot like... A real a real vehicle those forces go through the actual vehicle itself and uh, it, it can change how a vehicle reacts or drives or anything like that but uh you know I think you were telling me that you speaking of forces that you installed uh, what was it the axis stiffener on your slash how did that turn out well the uh, the axis RC body brace yes uh, yeah it looks really good yeah it, it's a uh, uh, huge huge thank you huge shout out to the guys at axis rc in fort atkinson wisconsin um for sending me a uh, body brace for the traxxas slash to review and um, we got that up on the website so if you haven't checked it out please go ahead and and do um it's it's quite amazing for how minimal it really is um, I've got a, a f- quite a few pictures up on, on the review page, but basically it is a carbon fiber rod with two aluminum clamps on each side, and it sits across, um, the length of your slash, or it, it will work on the Traxxas Rally car as well, the one-tenth scale, and it sits in between the body mount posts and the uh, shock towers so you after you get it all screwed in and, and fastened down um, that even from that point picking it up after I'd install it I noticed a difference in how how the chassis felt how the truck felt in my hands it didn't have even though it was a, it was a very very minimal bit of flex in stock configuration mm-hmm. that was gone and I picked this thing up like whoa this thing's solid now it, it just I kind of just held it for a while, letting that sensation sink in. It was probably 
weird if you're watching me. <laughs> well, I mean, do that, but it's 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 amazing how how such a in the big picture small thing can make such a huge impact on how something handles or feels. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so that was my first impression of it, uh, and I, I and there's definitely more information in the in the post itself. But I did a few un, un uh, did a few unscientific tests before installing it, just to you know see if I noticed any difference. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the the front to back uh, flex, I did def- definitely notice a difference, a drastic difference in uh, reduction of flex. Uh, Side-to-side flex, not so much. It's really not doing anything there because it's not running uh, across the body. It's running the length of the body. Well, a whole lot of, um, for instance, like when you're you're under acceleration or you're decelerating, that creates uh, like a lot of torsion on the the chassis from front to back, Mm -hmm. like where it binds and unbinds, so to speak. And... uh, I can definitely see that that helping out a lot, and it's probably not something that on like a loose surface that you would feel as much, but on more of a like a higher bite, higher traction surface, even out in a parking lot, man, I bet I bet that thing really feels a lot nicer to drive because the the rear wheels are not hopping quite as much from uh, from the chassis flexing. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I was, yeah, I I did take it out briefly um, on some pavement. Uh, the battery was maybe halfway down at that point, so I didn't get the full effect. Mm-hmm. I I did take it out in my backyard where the grass was way decent. too high. <laughs> it, it wasn't way too high. It was it was decent height where I could get some speed out of it, and I could really um, now understand how bumpy my backyard is. <laughs> um, but it. Before the install, I didn't see the truck hopping as crisply as it did after the install. It just it seemed like it was one solid thing it is it hit all these multitude of bumps in my backyard that are so, really small. So it seemed a little <laughs> out of it seemed like it was more like hopping from bump to bump with less control, basically. In stock configuration, yeah, yeah, it just didn't seem it, it. It seemed a lot more crisp, a lot more responsive with with the brace installed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cornering it noticed a little bit. And again, I've got just to give the, the listeners a little background of what upgrades I've done, and I really didn't realize how many I had put on my slash up until uh, I had been writing this review. I've got. I don't have stock tires on anymore. I've got Proline Gladiators with um, new wheels, but that really doesn't matter too much. But the Gladiator, the Gladiator, Gladiator tires. Um, sorry, I'm kind of tripping over my words tonight. That's all right. The Gladiator Gladiator tires are. It is a softer compound than the stock slash tires. It's a different tread pattern. It's they're just they're different. They have more grip all the way around. Um, I've heard my slipper clutch whine more since putting those on than I ever have. <laughs> so there's a lot more grip just from those tires. Mm-hmm. I've also got the Traxxas uh, slash sway bar kit installed with the the uh, stiffest bars in place. So there's that in play as well. 
but mm-hmm. I mean, there I, yeah, I swear I saw a difference after putting this body brace in there. Uh, so I've got quite a bit of, of stuff bolted onto this vehicle, and I'm running Proline performance shocks in the rear end, um, which I had cranked up way, way too much, and I had to ratchet those things way down. Because when, when you put this the body brace on, it does set the body up a little higher, so you have a little more uh, room between the tire and the, and the wheel well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not huge, but you know, again, you're, you're inserting something in between um, in a space that there was nothing previously yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get a little bit of body lift um in the way i had it set up i had like i said i had these shocks jacked all the way up so they were the back end was jacked as high up as it could possibly get so i cranked that back down um and that helped the um, body roll a lot too because i was really having some flip over issues (laughs) once i got it got everything on the pavement but I'm, gotcha. I'm hoping to get, hoping to get it out uh, again. Do some more pavement testing. I need to get this thing to a track. I need to get this thing on some high jumps and to see how it's gonna how it's gonna handle. But I am just uh, uh, I'm a believer in in uh, the uh, body brace from Axis RC. So thank you guys again. They they ship that to me for free. Um, That's cool. It, so, it looks like it, I mean. The quality of it looked really good, and the the overall cost for for that sort of modification seemed pretty perfect for any, any beginner that just sort of wants to stiffen up their chassis a little bit. Oh yeah, thirty nine ninety nine is the uh, is the cost for this, and that you know again the craftsmanship uh, is amazing. It looks so cool just sit just sitting there, you know, on your vehicle. It looks awesome because they they do an amazing job with the fit and finish of this thing. And uh, just to give them a, a little more love here, uh, it doesn't stop there. They make more products than just this body brace. They do a lot of stuff for one-fifth scale vehicles. Uh, so really this is the only thing that they could send me that I could actually use. But they, <laughs> make a, they make a a stand. It's called the Rocket Stand for, uh, I believe it's the Losi or yeah i think it's low c5 oh yeah that's... um short course truck um and they have a new item out for that too it's a swivel so you can now swivel the base in, in more directions that's cool because uh, those things are yeah. huge and trying to work on one on any sort of table is just darn near it's not impossible but if you really want to start taking the wheels off and stuff you do need a a nice uh a nice base to put it on that you can move around and that's pretty sweet yeah so you know if you're in the market for something like that if you if you do race the one-fifth scale stuff you know definitely check them out um their website is axisrc.com and we've got links to their site and they're they're on twitter they're on facebook we've got links to all that stuff you'll find that on the axis rc body brace review that we have at rcnoob.com so uh please give that a a a read and uh, definitely check them out if you're in the in the market for you know really anything fifth scale or even Traxxas slash or rally car related. Um, so thanks for mentioning that, Josh. That was a, a fun review. Oh yeah, to do. That, I mean, um, I, I just just kind of popped into my head whenever uh, whenever we started talking about it. It's, yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to um, glad to have gotten that 
that piece for review, uh, and I'm very happy to finally have that review up on the website. So thanks again to uh, Axis for that for that piece of equipment. Absolutely. Um, so back, we're going to swerve back into the deals uh, thing for just another moment, and then I think we're going to have to wrap this puppy up for the night. But as Josh and I were talking about the deals and, and you know how to how to get into the hobby for a low cost, how to unload your stuff for you know not not losing a whole bunch of money. Um, as he'd mentioned, I I've been finding a bunch of deals on forums. He's found a bunch of deals on eBay, Craigslist, you name it. Um, there's a lot of deals out there, but the thing is, are people really finding them? Are are people able to find them as easily as possible? So what we're going to start doing on rcnoob.com is initially every week we'll have a deals and you know, deals and steals. It's not good. Yeah, I don't like that term, but uh, it'll be a deals post of, hey, this is some cool stuff we found this week that people are trying to sell, that uh, other folks in the hobby, in the community are trying to sell, uh, that are truly you know decent deals. Mm-hmm. So... You know, look for that on a weekly basis. We're going to get the first one out this week, um, holding myself to that. Um, and I found a, a, real, a bunch of really cool stuff last week. So, you know, definitely do check that out. We'll have that rolling weekly. If you find stuff that, you know, even if you're not in the market for adding more stuff to your to your RC garage, or even if you're looking to get rid of some stuff yourself, let us know. You know, shoot us an email. Um, find us on Twitter, Facebook, you know, However, get you know get in touch with us. We'd be happy to post your your thing that you have for sale and let people more people know about it. Oh, absolutely! And I mean, I think uh, part of the hobby does involve getting rid of stuff so that you can get more stuff. I mean, it's sort of like a for people that are in the hobby for long periods of time. It's like a constant revolving door of not necessarily the latest and greatest, but sort of evolving your tastes because it's just because they change over time, but also to what is available in your area, what you can get parts for. I mean, all that stuff changes. And as that changes, there is, there's turnover. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to keep a lot of my stuff for a long time, but, uh, it's, it's time for me to get rid of a little bit more and acquire some new. So uh, that's that's kind of what I'm doing, and it makes uh, it makes buying something new so much easier when you have the uh, a little extra cash to spend on it. Um, and and sometimes it means that you can get a little bit nicer parts for it too. So uh, yeah. you know, just just let us know uh, if you have anything that's that's for sale or if you see a deal. Um, just send it to us and we'll try to uh, pass it on because that that is an important part of the process in the hobby. Yeah, and and really the more sources we can get, the the better it's going to be. Right now we've been posting stuff for every holiday we've had, uh, every major holiday I should say, that we've had. Uh, I've been trying to post things from ProLine, from A-Main Hobbies, you know, the, the big guys, they have their... 10%, 20%, whatever percent off sales for 
major U.S. holidays. So I've been trying to get those deals out there, but I want to get more than just the big guys involved. I want to get, you know, if it's a, a mom-and-pop shop and they've got a, a used RC inventory, you know, let us know about that. You know, we're, I'm, we're, that's what we're here for. We're here to help people out, get them into the hobby, get them into the hobby with as little pain as possible. Um, we've, we've learned many a lesson, (laughs) many lessons, you know, hard way, not hard way. Um, but we've, we've kind of seen some things we, we know better the ins now better the ins and outs of how to get into the hobby. So, um, if I had to do it all over again, I may have gone with, uh, with a used route, but I'm happy with where I'm, where I'm at right now. Um, when you mentioned getting rid of stuff, actually I'd, I, I've got three, three vehicles that are mine that I kind of claim as my RC vehicles. And my boys have their whole shelf of their own RC vehicles. But my, my main three are my slash, uh, my crawler, my red cat racing RS 10 and, um, my ECX smash that I picked up as my little basement basher thing. And earlier this summer, I'd kind of, I've been looking at that and it's like, ah, I don't really need you necessarily. You just kind of sit there and look cute and whatever. But then I took it out and drove it around and my kids kind of got to like, you know, drive it around a little bit and they flipped it over and that was the end of that. (laughs) So we took it out tonight and, uh, I had, they had such a good time. I had such a good time watching them. We took it out to a nice open area in our neighborhood. They were just ripping around with it, having a good time. And that's just such a fun vehicle. So now it's gone from the potential chopping block to my oldest son asking, hey, can I get one of these? (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and it's gone from me, you know, thinking, well, he could just have this to, hey, we could get like a fleet of these and we could race them. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, so who the, knows? Uh, I, I, the rock crawler. I, I, I'm, I think I'm actually going to end up giving that uh, to the, to the son of my friend who uh, was was running around just because I know that he's going to use it way more than I currently do, and uh, sometimes it's. I don't know. I think it's it's more fun to watch uh, to watch somebody have fun with your with your RC that's been sitting on a shelf for a long time um, than it is to just <laughs> let it sit there. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm torn now because you know there's definitely interest from my oldest son, my middle son. He he likes it. He just I I saw something. I saw something in his eyes of my, of my <laughs> older son where all the way back to the house, he was, you know, asking about, Oh, you know, can we, can we get this? Can we get that? Can we make, make mods for it? Can we buy bodies and paint them and sell them and do this and do that? And it's like, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> um, but I guess initial thought is, Hey, maybe I will, uh, maybe I do get him a sm- another smash so then we can each have something we can each bash around or, or my, my two oldest kids can drive around with those. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, or do we just get him a slash? And it, the, so yeah, there's so many things. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to be checking Craigslist and eBay. Um, <laughs> so many options. Future. So many options. God, I love this hobby so much. I love it. My wife hates it, but I love it. Um, there really is something for everyone. Yeah, and I, 
I, I've gotten tired of hearing myself say that, but it's so true. I mean, if you're into the design of stuff, you know, like my son said, well, you can just buy a shell, paint it up cool, and sell it, you know, and boom, you're in the hobby, man. Um, you you could do that. You could do that and actually fund your hobby. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. And I've seen I've seen people do it, and it's it's cool. It's awesome. If you're an artist, there's you know there's the design aspect. If you're the gearhead, there's the there's the that aspect of it. If you're into engineering, physics, there's a holy cow, man. <laughs> you know there's there is something for everybody in this hobby. It's such a cool hobby. Uh, I'm getting rambling. <laughs> no, it's fine, dude. Like the, it, it really is. And there's there's something for everybody. And there's you know. For people who are just interested in looks, there's something. There's, you know, a, a segment of of the hobby for people who are absolute speed freaks. There's a segment of the hobby for people who like to get dirty. I mean, they're just you can just chop it up into pieces, and there it's something for every single inter, interest that somebody has. Um, I mean. My wife, she raced with me, and she had just as much fun as I did. So there's, oh, cool. it doesn't matter who somebody is. There's there really is something for everybody. It, yeah. Yeah, what an awesome hobby. Absolutely. That's why we love it. That's <laughs> Absolutely. We love it. And, and we want to get more. This podcast. And we want to get more people in it, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, well, I, I, I think we covered everything, man. I think awesome. so too. <laughs> awesome Skype fist bump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you again for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Um, if you want to learn more about our podcast or the website, check out rcnoob.com. You'll find links to not only our the, this podcast, but also our social networking doings. You'll find us on Twitter, on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's all the all the social media stuff that we're involved in. Um, just a few. Just a few, yeah. Uh, we've got some videos on YouTube that's under my personal account. Just whatever. Um, but, you know, do check that out. Um, and I oh, can't close out the show without thanking the guys at uh, the Radio Impound podcast. Uh, we got a nice shout-out from them on their Dakota Fend edition a podcast they did maybe a week ago, a little over a week ago. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, uh, we've given it's kind of like lobbing shoutouts back and forth <laughs> across the fence, um, but you know we do appreciate that. Uh, we they they drove some people our way listening to the podcast now. So if you're coming to us from the Ripcast route, welcome. Thank you. Um, we've got a bunch of new Facebook fans and likes this week, uh, so waving to you guys. Welcome, guys. Thank you very much for liking the the uh, RC Noob Facebook page. Uh, feel free to chime in if you got questions, uh, if you have insight, if you have you know, anything you want to share about this hobby. If you just want to ramble on about how awesome the hobby is, you know, I, clearly we're cool with that. So, thank you. You know, thanks for checking us out. Absolutely. And thanks for sticking with us. And uh, until next time, keep those wheels on the ground.